the galaxy to your ears, it's the Nerd Holocron with your host, Steven and Adrian. Steven, introduce yourself. That's great. All right, guys. Now. Hello. Live from the graveyard of the Death Star, this is the Nerd Horrorcron. Yes, we are temporarily changing our name for spooky season. Yes. Nerd Lorian's. We got some good shit for you this Horror year. Lorians. Oh, Horror Lorians. Horror Lorians. Kind of some bad. of you were whores anyway, so. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this is one of the episodes we're recording for our Halloween, our month and a half long Halloween special yes. thing. Um, in this episode we're going to be talking about uh, some of the origins of Halloween mm-hmm. and scary horror games that I've played and I like, rated and reviewed them a little bit, I guess. So. Yes. Yeah. Alright. Uh, have you watched anything interesting? <laughs> uh, interesting? No. I was watching Wolverine X-Men Origins today because literally nothing else was on and I was like, this is just horrible. It's still bad. It's scary how bad it is. Oh, you know what? It's because on the the Weekly Planet, when they were on break, they released like a movie commentary for their Patreon thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't seen this movie in a while. Check it out. No, it still sucks. Oh, it, yeah. it feels like it should be good. And when I saw it, I was like 13 years old, and I was like, I should fucking love this, and I fucking hate this. Just, just bad. Oh, it was it's, straight garbage. It's so shitty. I don't even understand what the process is. What the process was for that movie. I don't know. I heard that it was during the writer's strike, so that might be why. I mean, I don't know. It probably was gonna be bad in general, but still. <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. Um. There's a. <clears throat> sorry. On YouTube, there's a there's a channel called Joe Blow Horror or something like that. Anyway, they have these things where like, what the fuck happened to this scary movie? And they go over different scary movies and they talk about the production, the casting, the basically the story behind the movie. It's really interesting. So if you're like really into horror and stuff, it's something you should probably check out. You know, I mean, yeah, there's probably a lot of stuff out there that's like behind the scenes stuff, but um, they do it really well. Okay. And uh, it's very informative, and I really like it. And so go support those guys over there at Joe Blow. Joe Blow. Yes. But all right. Uh, outside of that. Uh, outside of that. Uh, nothing, nothing. No, that's it. I mean, it was my birthday on Friday. Oh, so yeah. I've been partying for two days now. <laughs> Three days, honestly. He's still drunk. 27. Jordan 27 Club. Only white lighter. <laughs> I don't even remember turning 27. No? Nope. Was that fun or what? <laughs> no, no. I don't remember anything Jesus. about it. It was probably just one of those days where I just sat in my room and was thinking about shooting myself in the head. Wow. But then okay. I was like, you know what? It's going to be too much of a mess. I'm just going to go to work. <laughs> so, just I mean, kidding. You're not the one that has to clean it up, though. It's true. Someone does. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, you have. That sounded weird, right? <laughs> Almost it's you, right? Yeah. Horror girls. Yeah. Let's talk about these horror games that you've 
compiled for us. Okay, so you tell me to do five. Originally it was ten, and now after doing like, this list last night at like two in the morning, I was like, thank God it was only five. Because <laughs> ten would be fucking forever. Jeez. Anyways, so I looked up the criteria of like what technically makes a horror game a horror game. And not all of these meet all the criteria technically, but I only picked ones that I've played myself because like there's other games out there that I'll mention, honorable mentions. But it says that they should have a scare factor of some kind, like ranking from one to ten, you know. So like the lower on the scale, the less scary it is, higher. Right. Shit your pants. Uh, jump scares, just like in the movies. Player isolation, like you should feel like you're totally alone and like you're just on the run from something or someone or some things. Uh, feeling underpowered. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of recent horror games like Resident Evil Village, like you're not so much underpowered, like you have, you always have a weapon or something, uh, like a gun or whatever that helps you overcome the enemy and you don't really ever feel like you're actually gonna die. Like it does have that feeling, but like it's not as strong as like the first Resident Evil games. Mm. Or, yeah. Uh, feeling overwhelmed. That's big in zombie games mostly, where like there's just hordes of fucking zombies trying to kill you. And the music and the lighting. Mm, yes. Yeah. So anyways, the first game I picked was Bioshock. Uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10 on Scare Factor because it's really not like a super horror game, but it's like it has scary stuff in it. Uh -huh. And it's like under the umbrella of horror games, I think. And the synopsis is, after surviving a plane crash in the Atlantic Ocean in 1960, a man named Jack Black's, I don't know, <laughs> uh, swims to, to a mysterious lighthouse, and inside he enters into a machine known as the Bathysphere, which takes him underwater to a city on the ocean floor called Rapture. And inside, you fight for survival against ang angry, ra raving mutant people, along with security robots and huge super beings called Big Daddies. Oh, yeah. weird! It is such a weird tripping game. But yeah, uh, on the jump scares, uh, there's not a whole lot of jump scares. Only there's like three Bioshock games and throughout all of them only really the bosses and like the mini bosses have like jump scare things like all the lights will go off and then they'll like attack you stuff like that there's not they don't really rely heavily on it ah, okay. uh player isolation so in the game you come across the people that are that were there like the city of rapture is supposed to be like this underwater bubble city where it's like it looks like the 1920s, and everyone's supposed to have. It's like supposed to be this rich community with all these rich people, and like they get all these powers from this uh, chemical called Atom, and it gives them like superpowers, like they can shoot lightning and like they have telekinesis and all this weird stuff. <laughs> and it it's like a drug, so it like mutated them. So now, uh, all these years later, when you go underground the whole place is like turned to shit and all the people that have survived kill each other and they like suck the atom out of the other people's bodies and put it inside themselves because they're addicted to it 
and then you come across these little girls called uh, little sisters and they're protected by these huge dudes in the big suits with the drills and those are the big daddies they like protect them and depending on if you want you can like grab them and like steal the atom from them or if you protect them then they'll give you atom and like help you out and then at the end like depending on what you chose you get like a different ending so that's like the only time that you come across someone that's like either going to help you or you just like force them to help you but outside of that like you're completely on your own in the dark yeah okay and you're being guided by the voice of this guy that's like taking you through the building and telling you where to go and like how to complete whatever but for the most part you're like pretty alone and everyone's trying to kill you um feeling underpowered uh Throughout the game, you gain new uh, weapons and skills and powers, like I was saying. So, as long as you are good at games, then it's not very hard. Like, you'll come to a point where you'll run out of atom, run out of atom or ammo, but I mean, it only really affects it if you're not very good at it. Oh, okay. Because for the most part, like most of the guns, are pretty powerful ones, don't be good. Yeah. Uh, feeling overwhelmed, uh, yeah, that just comes down to how good you are. They're, they're, like, the most people you'll find at a time is, like, three, and then the bosses can be hard, but that's not, it's not super overwhelming in a game. Alright. Uh, the music and the lighting, the lighting is super dim, and the music is a combination of, like, old-timey music and just, like, creepy background music whenever you come across Excuse me, enemies that makes it like super tense. Sure, yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, that's one of my favorite games I've played before. Uh, scary wise, not very scary, low on the scary totem pole, but game wise, it's like 10 it's a good 10, game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the most play. Uh, the next one is called Dying Lights. It's a zombie game. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's about a GRE agent named Kyle Crane who goes into cover in the city of Haran, which is like Haran. <laughs> and uh, he's sent there to recover a stolen file from the city's warlord named Rise and survive the zombie outbreak. So like as soon as you land in the city, you get bit by a zombie immediately and then you get rescued by these people that are all staying in this high-rise tower they call the tower. <laughs> And they're all, they call themselves runners because they're like parkour people. Uh-huh. And they have an antidote that like uh, slows down the process of you turning a zombie called Antizen. And most of the game is like trying to get more Antizen to help people from turning into zombies and keep yourself from turning into a zombie. And also try to get this file back from this crazy warlord dude named Rise. Interesting. Uh, on Scare Factor, it's 7 out of 10 pretty it can be scary at times but once you play it through once then it kind of like yeah yeah scary like movies i guess jump scares um yeah throughout the night there's a lot or throughout the game there's lots of jump scares and then you can play during the day and then it'll turn into night and the night zombies are even more powerful and scary like their ribs are like out of their bodies and they're like mouths and like clothes and they have like bones coming out of their face like mandibles too and they're super fast 
and they're impossible to kill, honestly. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um, player isolation. Uh, when you're not in a safe area, there's like nowhere safe to hide. Like, you're literally just like free running throughout the city, and there's just zombies everywhere, and they never stop chasing after you. And then. There's these less mutated zombies that still have like human characteristics. Like sometimes they'll talk to you. They'll be like, "Please no." They'll like pretend like you're hurting them, and then they'll like jump out and attack you. Motherfucker. Yeah, it's insane. And they run super fast and jump super far, and they hit twice as hard as regular zombies. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, feeling underpowered. Uh, in the beginning of the game, like once you when you start, you feel underpowered. Like. It takes a while to learn how to like learn how to craft and make your weapons better because your weapons like break and fall apart, so mm -hmm. you have to like repair them and find random stuff. You have to craft everything you use, like the medic kits and like you get throwing stars, flares, all sorts of different things. Yeah. Uh, feeling overwhelmed uh, with large groups of zombies? Yeah, it's super overwhelming, especially when you're like trying to like complete an objective and there's like these giant zombies that have like these huge like crowbar things that you swing them down and like crushes you <laughs> yeah so you have to like fight those while trying to like turn a valve or whatever or climb an antenna tower to turn on something and the music and lighting they use like this middle eastern like iraq music that's like super creepy where it's like yeah, throughout the background, and then it's just silence throughout the rest of the city. You just hear a zombie shuffling around. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. And then the lighting, it just depends on, like, if you're outside at night or during... Like, at night, there'll just be these, like, car fires just burning, and, like, there's just smoke and dust in the air. It's, like, pretty creepy to see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good game, though. I give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Both scary and game-wise. Uh, then we have The Last of Us, which is another zombie type game. It's being adapted, right? It's yeah. a show or a movie, something like Pedro that? Pascal. It's about this guy named Joel who has been surviving in a zombie-ridden world for like 20 years after the death of his daughter and he gets tasked with taking this other girl ellie across the country to this group of like mercenaries i guess called the fireflies and they their mission is to like find a cure for the zombie outbreak and his mission is just like been to survive and it's like the story of them like traveling across the across america to find these people and um Ellie is like immune to the zombie virus, so that's why they think she's the cure. Uh, scare factor, I give it a seven out of ten again. It's got pretty, it's got scary like scenes and stuff, but like it's more of the story that like hits you. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, there's no jump scares in that one. They don't, they didn't rely on jump scares on. And player isolation, you're constantly with Ellie and like you meet people along the way so you never really feel alone like there's always someone with you more or less and feeling underpowered throughout the entire game you're pretty much underpowered because you can't like 
fight the zombies head on, you like you either have to like trap them or like sneak up on them and stealth kill them. You can't just like go head to head with them. So like you're constantly on your toes, and you'll come across humans also that also want to kill you. So you have to be like twice as stealthy to kill them. So it makes it really hard. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the feeling overwhelmed. It's literal fight for survival throughout the entire game. And the music and lighting. The music is pretty minimal because it's mostly just focusing on what they're saying to each other. Yeah. And the lighting, it just depends on where you are. It's like, you know, if you're in a building, it'd be dark, I guess. Okay. Uh, the next one is one of my favorites called Doki Doki Literature Club, which is like a horror dating simulator. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> it's about a Japanese student whose best friend convinces you to join the club that she's a part of called the Literature Club. And as you meet and get to know the other members of the club, things become, things become an unraveling mess that only gets worse and worse. And on a scare factor, I give it an 8 out of 10. And jump scares, they're peppered throughout, but they don't come out in the way that you expect, so uh -huh. it's even more scary. Uh, the player isolation, uh, as the game progresses and you, like, since you make choices, like, you choose who to talk to and what to say, like, as the game goes along, you start feeling like you have less and less control of what's going on, and, like, things start spiraling out of reach for you, and, like, you feel even more alone, like, you're wondering if you're even making the choices anymore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, feeling overpowered and overwhelmed, it's not really that kind of game, so there's not really any of that. And the music is a looping soundtrack of, like, the same song over and over. And it sounds like cutesy and lighthearted, but like once the horror stuff is introduced, then it starts getting creepy sounding, having that cute music in the background, mm -hmm. and then it'll get like distorted and even creepier sounding too. So, yeah. And then finally, the last one is Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm sure you've seen that one. I think uh, I played it once. Oh, yeah? A long time ago. Yeah. I think my brother showed it to me. But yeah. You play as a night security guard, and you must survive five nights at a Chuck E. Cheese-style restaurant where animatronic animal people are trying to kill you. Uh, scare Factor, I give it, I give it A, but I, I'd say nine, honestly. Like, even the more, like, I think there's like five or six of them, and like, the more they made of them, they made them scarier as it went on. Uh, jump scares, that's pretty much the entire game, it revolves around jump scares. Mm -hmm. Player isolation, you're completely isolated, like you're only in that one room, you can't leave it. Yeah. And you can check the cameras and like close the doors on the side, but there's not really much you can do to protect yourself. Uh, feeling underpowered, you have like zero power, like you're completely at the mercy of these animatronic things that are trying to fucking kill you. Yes. <laughs> and feeling overwhelmed as the days go on, you're more and more overwhelmed because more of the animatronic robots try to start waking up and trying to come after you. So it gets harder and harder to stay alive. And then the music is just creepy classical music that plays throughout and just adds to the fact of how alone you are because you're just scared shitless all the time. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Those are it. Sounds good. 
Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, go play those games if you haven't played them. If you want to get a uh, get scared. Yes. One of the scariest games I played. I think I've told you this. Is uh, Dead Space. Oh yeah, that is a scary game. Yeah. Fuck that game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Good. Yeah. Nice solid list. All right. All right. Uh, also, um, my daughter wrote some stories for us to tell on the podcast. Uh, so we're going to take a break and we come back. Uh, we'll listen to a story real quick. Oh, wow. Jesus. That was fucking terrifying. Wait a minute. And now, an original story by my daughter, Julie. You ever hear someone tell you not to look outside at night? You should listen to them. If you ever get the urge to look, keep the lights on and get away from the windows. Something is out there and it wants you. It's been watching, waiting, and listening. It hasn't made its move yet. It's waiting for you to see it. So please, don't look outside. Oh wow, that was Jeez, creepy, huh? That was creepy. What the oh hell? man, yeah. skin is crawling. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, guys. Twisted mind. I'm gonna go over some of the history of Halloween. Ooh. It's a long, complicated process, and. We don't want to like spend too much. I I would could spend a lot of time on it, but I know you guys are busy. You got stuff to do. Uh, but here we go. <clears throat> uh, the hall the origins of Halloween go back to uh, a Gaelic holiday called. It's it sound it's spelled Sam Hain, but it's called it's pronounced Sam Wayne or something like that. Okay. Sam Wayne. Sam Wayne. Yes. Um, Sam Wayne was a celebration of the end of summer harvest. Oh, okay. You know, it, it's uh, celebrate, you know, all your success. And then before, actually, Samhain was like New Year's Eve, and then the next day was the New Year. Oh, okay. That's how they celebrated the year like that. It's like the summer solstice. Yes. Uh, it was believed that during this time, the veil between the living and the dead was very thin. Yeah, it's a Mm-hmm. Uh, spirits would return to Earth. Well, it was a thing where it was like spirits could come to Earth, but also people could get lost in the spirit world oh, if, you, if you fucked around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're stuck over there. You know, you can't call your mom. It's not going to happen. It's the last time they saw you. All right. <clears throat> spirits would return to Earth. Ghosts were believed to cause trouble as, as well as allow druids to make predictions about the future. Uh, bonfires were lit and costumes were worn to ward off evil spirits. Animal sacrifice was also part of the tradition. Um, you know, they, they dressed up to ward off evil spirits. But, you know, not every spirit that came through was evil. You know, this whole thing. Let's see here. Ah, let's see. So that was interesting. <laughs> uh, I think I got another part of that. Nope, that's good. Uh... Carving pumpkins is another another great tradition that we celebrate. Not to try to carve a fake pumpkin. Yeah, I tried to have it. Yeah, it was it was bad. That's my fault. That's my fault. <laughs> you don't don't buy those pumpkins. 
other than if you're not gonna like you know carve them up they're they're yeah um again like the, the origin came from europe um came from ireland um there was a uh a stingy kid known as jack or a man he tricked the devil for monetary gain oh. i don't know what he did it didn't really specify when i was when i was uh researching it yeah, okay. but he's he tricked him and he made money off the devil course that made the devil very angry <laughs> and upon his death he was not allowed into heaven or hell oh, Jesus. and instead jack was forced to roam the earth forever people began carving faces into turnips because this was in ireland you know pumpkins oh, weren't man. really a thing they 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 made do with what they had right they they were like we don't want to waste your potatoes yeah <laughs> turnip <laughs> Um, people began carving them in turnips to scare off Jack's wandering soul. When the Irish people immigrated to the United States, that's when they started using pumpkins because, you know, pumpkins were here in America. Um, and that's when they started calling them jack-o'-lanterns to scare off Jack's spirit. Interesting. Right? I thought that was so cool. I go, yeah, pumpkins are native to us. So, <laughs> as these things go, the church needed followers. <laughs> so they adopted pagan rituals and blended it with Jesus. Wow, okay. <laughs> In the 8th century, the Pope made November 1st All Saints Day, incorporating, incorporating elements of Samhain. Sounds weird. Samhain. <laughs> and making October 31st All Hallows Eve. Oh. So that's one thing I kind of want to talk about too. I know there's a lot of people out there, especially Jesus type people, Christians. Um, I remember being a little kid, and then the apartments that we lived in, like well, I guess the the caretaker or the whatever, he him and his family didn't celebrate Halloween. I remember they put up a sign that says it's the devil's birthday or whatever like that. And I was like, that's weird. Jesus. Anyway. You know, as you grow older, you start to learn things, and then you learn that, you know, basically the church was like, yeah, you guys can keep doing that weird shit you were doing, just believe in Jesus while you do it. And they're like, fuck yeah, bro, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. So, like, it just, it just, it's insane to me that people think that's, like, an evil thing, when it's like, it's really not. Yeah. It's celebrate the harvest. Yeah. You know, you did good all summer. You got what you wanted. And now you're not going to starve in the winter. Um, yeah. I mean, Jesus people believe in spirits as well. So I don't understand that part either. You know? So it's just kind of crazy to me. I think it's maybe just that, you know, Halloween for a lot of people is like, oh, you know, they do want to do satanic stuff and play around with the Ouija board like we kind of did today. Yeah. No, um... But all in all, I think it's it's a little silly. Yeah. So, get the fuck over it. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on how much you believe in the veil, which down in that room, I saw the veil was very thin, and people were poking their heads down. So it was like, yeah, and the veil is real. No longer skeptical at all. Like, straight up... <laughs> Dude, yeah. Believer now. I was I was always kind of like, I don't know if humans have the ability to accurately be able to see anything, but now I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what, what, what do you work this Friday? <sighs> what do I work? Yeah. 
Do you have your schedule up? Uh, I want to go. I mean, I do want to. Okay, I, we're, I don't really work forward to admit that up where it is. You can't switch with somebody? I, I can try. But... Please try. Okay. Because when they had the lock-in this past week, yeah. and then I think Leon said that was like $20 a person, but just the regular ghost thing is only 15 Okay. So, I want to go. Yeah, I, I want to go. Record some shit. That's good. Yes. Um, what else? Yeah, that's kind of all I have right now. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was. It was just a lot of information. I just took what I felt was the most important. Oh, okay. And also, I just I read a little while ago uh, that the term trick or treat was traced back to 1927 oh, yeah. in Canada. I thought that was pretty cool. In Canada? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's in Ottawa. In Ottawa, yeah. It's yeah. Canada. But, yeah. It's crazy how, like, lots of stuff came from newspapers. I mean, I guess that was technically the media back then, but, like, the whole Star Wars Day thing, that was from a newspaper. Like this. Trick or treat. Also, guys, we just did this insane photo shoot. Oh, yeah. It was, honestly, for... How much we prepared, it came out pretty good. It's pretty <laughs> that much... was next to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I had a vision in my head, and I had to make, I had to like tell these clowns how it was gonna be. Right? And, and then was... I added some spice to it. Yes. <laughs> Matthew and Dominic helped a lot, and honestly, we're gonna we're gonna release these photos before uh, this podcast comes out. I think, mm-hmm. but. They're really good. If you just go check them out, they're going to be on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the other Facebook, the other Instagram, the other Facebagram. Instagram. All right, well, we've been planning on interviewing random people, so what if we interview each other on the questions we're going to ask? So yes. Scared of ex- uh, interacting with strangers, anxiety. Yes. <laughs> so for you, what was Halloween like? Is your family a Halloween family? I'm sorry, what? Is your family a Halloween family? Like, growing up, were you guys... We are. My family wasn't Halloween. It wasn't a Halloween family. Yes. I was the only one that was... I remember... I remember trick-or-treating. I remember all that stuff. Uh, my family is definitely a, a Halloween family. More so now than ever before. Really? Yes. Oh, like you've now been, that I got you there to set everything up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you've been by the house. Like, yeah, I've seen you guys have that too. Yeah. Um, and the creepy ass attic and the widow's walk. Yes. It's very nice. Um, no. It's always been a really a really nice holiday. Like I said, like you just go to strangers' houses and they give you candy. That's so true. And you, you can keep going until you can't carry your bag anymore. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You have candy for months afterwards. Mm. So, I mean... As a kid and as an adult, you know, dad tax. Uh, <laughs> I I those that never existed. If you eat it before you get home, never existed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, for me, Halloween has always been a part of my life. Okay. And it's just something that I've always enjoyed. And now, you when you're digging through your bag, what are you hoping to pull out? Like, at the end of the night, you dump out all your candy, you're going through sorting it. What are you hoping? Like, what's your, like, go-to candies that you were like, yes, this is what I wanted? Not the stupid toothbrush and apples. And... 
Jax. <laughs> the fuck? I don't know. It, that one's hard. I like, I like Twix. So if I get it like a Twix, a Kit Kat, or a Reese's, I'm set. Okay. Also, I also like Tootsie Rolls. I do like Tootsie Rolls. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's cheap candy. You just stick it in your mouth and you just suck on chocolate. That sounds kind of weird. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I but, think it's because it's like a milk chocolate. It's not just a regular that's chocolate. That's true. Yeah. That's what I always felt unique about it to me, too. It's a pretty boring, bland candy, but it tastes so fucking good. Tootsie Pops. Tootsie Pops? I don't like it. I don't like lollipops. No? Never have. I don't even like gum now. So. Tootsie Roll also has other flavors. It's like vanilla and Oh, strawberry. yeah, those blue ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are really good, too. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, honestly, yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, he's, he's attempting to reach for something right now. I have a ball. I think. No way. Also, we have like six different notebooks for this fucking podcast. I know. It's crazy. Like, I have these two, and I still have the first one that Steph gave me. I have I have the original one that I was using for a long time, that like, hardcover one mm-hmm. full of stickers. I just uh, find new notebooks, like, oh, I'm going to use this one. Yeah, my current one is the Jack Gatelli one, and mm. it's got all the different characters on there. All right. Uh, what's Miss Candy? Oh, what's been your best and favorite costume you've worn? Uh, Bob Belcher of Bob's Burgers. Okay. Is that like your most accurate costume? Or? It is the most accurate. It's so accurate, it's scary. Wow. The fact that I haven't won the Halloween costume competition at work baffles me. Wow. Okay, that's how accurate this shit is. No one else is burning it? Or like... No. Um... I'm going to throw some people under the bus here. Right. But if you don't dress in company per- paraphernalia, uh-huh. you're basically not going to win first place. Really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very interesting. I was like, oh, this is Good the thing I don't work there. I would have come in as a flaming homosexual. And they'd be like, <laughs> go off. Yeah, right. Ah, nah, I wouldn't do that. Also, gay people work there, dude. It's not even a big deal. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I hate discrimination, but I love chicken sandwiches. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, like, I get... Never mind. I'm not getting political. Anyway. So that's your most... Is it your favorite costume you've ever worn, or is that just one that... I feel that it is. I just want to keep wearing it. It's just so easy to put on. Do you have a mustache also? I do. I, I have those... Uh, those glue mustaches. Nice, nice. Okay. But the last two years, I, I had to wear a fucking mask so you can't see my fucking oh, mustache. Right. Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> what was like your go-to Halloween costume growing up? Were you a big costume guy? Was your mom like, I'll just make you it or I won't go store? I don't really remember too many costumes, if I'm being honest with okay. you. I know one year... There was a t-shirt and it was like a Halloween costume where you just checked off what you wanted to be. Uh-huh. It was like, you know, pilot, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And that's what you were. I thought that costume was pretty cool. Nice. It was minimal effort. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we've done this in other episodes, but like, what's your movie you put on for Halloween? Or like, leading up to Halloween? Yeah. 
your Halloween movie. Like, what's your three movies that you're like, I definitely had to watch this in October. Man. Because, like, now that it's more nerd culture and po- is part of popular culture, Halloween stuff and nerd stuff are coming together and, like, hot topic and everywhere. And it's, like, all in your face. So, like, everything we like throwing up is, like, oh, we all have all liked it. They're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I agree. I That's something that's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's, like... I appreciate that everyone's really actually starting to like like these things. Yeah. They were just kind of like, I don't know if I'll say taboo, but it's like not, people like them, but not as many people like them. And then now it's like, oh, what? Killer clowns from outer space? Fuck yeah, man. Right, like, and like, I remember trying to tell people about that movie and they're like, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like me and Jack Skillet. Like, I love Jack Skeleton year round. People are like, oh, it's Halloween, it's Christmas, so I gotta put my hands on Zero for me, baby. No, yeah. Um, honestly, a movie that started to get a lot of traction the last couple of years is the movie Trick or Treat. Okay. It's an anthology movie. Really good. Yes. Um, what else? Um, Fright Night. The oh, original yes. Fright Night. Man. Oh, not that no. That other one. Oh, the vampire one. Yeah. I did like that one a lot. That was like the first one you had to watch. First mm-hmm. horror movie. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. And I'll... Night of the Creeps. Yes. It's a good movie. <laughs> All these movies, yeah, like, not a lot of people were into them, and they're, they're making a comeback. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. It's like, don't pretend like you were into it this whole time. Yeah, we right. know you weren't. But at the same time, I'm glad that these movies are getting fans. I, I guess that's what popular culture is. It's whatever's popular now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still going to be a fan after the, the trend is gone. Exactly. All right, let's ask you these questions. Is Halloween your favorite holiday? Yes. I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite times of year. Um, It's so good. I love eating food. But Halloween is always my favorite. I feel like even more because, like, growing up, I grew up pretty poor. Not, like, desolate poor, but, like, Every other year, we'd either be doing well, living up high, or we're, like, living in a shelter or moving from place to place, whatever. So, like, my parents' solution was, like, sometimes, like, yeah, we celebrate Halloween, and other times they're like, no, and, like, it's not good, and, like, like uh, promotes all this satanic stuff, and, like, Christmas, it's too commercial, like, it's not oh, what the holiday's yeah. about, you know? Just excuses Just tonight. excuses to make up for the fact that it's like, uh, whatever. But anyways, out of my family, I'm obviously the black sheep. I've always been weird and walk on the opposite end of the road, so Halloween has always been special to me. I just mm-hmm. love everything about it. Candy, the costumes, just the general decoration of vibes. I want my house to be like Halloween year-round. Like my doormat's on. Nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your favorite Halloween movie? My favorite Halloween movie is Monster House. That's a good one. Yes. Fuck yeah, it's a good one. Only because, like, it follow like, it's creepy, and it's like a cartoon. Like, I love cartoons. And it's like that Tim Burton-style look. I don't think it's Tim Burton. No. Oh, yeah. But it's so good. And it's easily forgotten. People always forget about Monster House. And it's just like a funny coming of age story where it's just like they're all like 
12, 13 year old kids that are fighting this monster house with no one else's help, no one to believe them. Yeah. And, and it has Jason Lee in it, one of my favorite actors and skateboarders ever. So the list goes on and on. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. Alright, sir. What's your favorite candy? Uh, okay, when I jump out my bag, what I want definitely at the top of the list is a Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm, yes. Those orange packages with those chocolate cups, it just, it never fails. It's always good. You'll never have a bad Reese's. Yeah. I don't like the the shaped ones now, like the pumpkins and like the Twix Ghosts and the Jack-O-Lantern Snickers. I don't like those so much. It doesn't like, the ingredients don't fill out very well in it and it doesn't taste the same for me. But also, Kit Kats are delicious, yeah. and Twix, Twix, left Twix for life. <laughs> okay. My year-round candy is Sour Patch Kids. Uh, Sour Patch Kids, yeah. <laughs> all right. What, what's been your best slash favorite costume? My best costume? That wannabe wizard you were last year? Oh, that was... <laughs> uh, you know what? It was when I was in second grade. I was eight years old. And originally, I was going to be my favorite Ninja Turtle, Leonardo, from the Ninja Turtles. But uh, I was going through a growth spurt, so it didn't fit very well. So my mom was like, we'll just give this one to your brother, and then we'll give you this other like cool storm ninja one that was like all black and it was oh no it was like a demon ninja or something kind of like scorpion and at first i was disappointed because i was like fuck i want to be leonardo like leonardo's fucking cool but i had the coolest costume i've ever won in my grade when i came in that day so okay. yeah i wasn't able to wear the mask because i guess the demon look was too scary and they're like ah let's hold on mm. but the rest it looks great the sword gear ninja yeah <laughs> nice yes uh my favorite costume i've worn was uh, oh yeah this one year when i was like nine or ten i was a dinosaur not one of those inflatable dinosaurs it was like a full body dinosaur costume and then like the hood was the head and like the teeth were like down on my face well, so it looked cool. like I was a T-Rex yeah I thought it was a dumb looking costume but looking back now I'm like that was a that was a good costume it had like those marble eyeballs mm -hmm. so yeah nice fuck yeah yeah but yeah um, those are just the questions we're gonna go out and ask people uh Hopefully we'll do that soon. We're going to go out to... Basically, if you're in a Halloween section at a store or yeah. spirit... Yeah. Actually, I heard that the Goodwill that's over there, that got turned into a spirit Halloween, too. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, then. Yeah, the one right there with food care... Or whatever that big name is. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, you got anything else? Uh... No. Just to watch it again, I guess. All right, what do you recommend for our guests, our uh, listeners? Oh, recently I finished reading this Death Note short stories uh, collection thing. Quick overview, Death Note is about this world where there's these gods called Shinigami, that's Japanese for gods of death, and they have these notebooks called Death Notes 
they watch people from their realm and then they write down their name and how they die and the death note and then that person dies whatever and then every so often they'll drop their notebook into the human world and they'll have to go and get it and if you drop it you can't leave until you get it back from the human or the human dies basically like they either have to give it back to you or they have to die and this one Shinagami that guy Ryuk is bored in the his world because all of the Shinagami are like super lazy and they don't care about like killing people and they just like stop existing because they don't like work basically so he drops his his notebook on purpose and this guy named Light picks it up and he's like a super intelligent guy and his like his means to an end is to like wipe out all evil from the world and it's a crazy thing and then in this short story collection it's about Ryu dropping the notebook into the human world and then like different people picking it up and seeing like other versions of what would happen if they used it also mm. and there's like all these different rules about it but it's really good it came out like last year I think so it's pretty good I highly recommend yeah. Yeah. good 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 uh, I haven't really seen anything. Um, Nukes Top 5 is a channel on YouTube. They have some pretty good scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Slapped Ham. Uh, if you like horror narration, Lighthouse Horror is a good channel to watch on YouTube. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's what I got. Next month will be Ghoul Grumps and Spooky Mega. If you like Super Mega or Game Grumps, they do scary games and stuff. And if you haven't watched it already, go watch The Black Phone. That movie is pretty fucking scary. Yes. Scary for the fact of things that aren't scary almost. Just Ethan Hawke being creepy. <laughs> Ethan Hawke without a shirt is very uh, scary. Yeah, he's yes. grunting and gurgling. <laughs> so gross. But anyway. That's about it, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, Take us out, Stephen. Thank you, Audio Disconnect, for our music. And look for us on Facebook and Instagram at the Nerd Holocron. Remember to always keep that high ground and always be a man. Later. I pledge myself to your teachings. Try not to upset him.